Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Our number two of a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by Bet MGM. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin, producer number nine. So much more than a producer. So much more. Uh, standing out here at the uh, South Point. Still to come this hour, we'll talk to Jason Weingarten from Under a Cloud of Smoke, what he's betting baseball and beyond a little later on this hour. Kelly's going to talk 3M Open. How about that? You aware you're going to talk 3M Open, Kelly? I was aware, yeah. I okay. was aware. Well, I'm just curious. <laughs> just curious if you're aware of that. 3M Open. Where does the 3M Open rank for you on the uh, list of golf tournaments of the year? You know what? It's a lot better than uh, than than you would think. It's a, it's a it's a good tournament. It's a good tournament. You didn't have Harmon at the at the Open Championship, no, did you? No, no, not even on my radar. Yeah, was that the most? And again, I was in a completely different time zone, so it was just as difficult to watch there in Korea as it was here. Was that the most unwatchable final round of a major you can ever remember? For me, absolutely not, because as we talk about all the time, when there's betting involved and you can bet on almost anything, anything becomes entertaining. Because you had top 10s. I had a bunch of top 20s. I was sweating. My biggest bets of the tournament were Fleetwood and Hatton, both top, yes, top 20s. And then I had a no top 20 on Cam Smith, pretty heavy. All of those cashed. Uh, that combined with chopping Fleetwood first round leader made it made it a winning tournament for me. Um, not a huge tournament, but yeah, I was up sweating those because it, it could have been even with that Fleetwood first round leader. If those didn't get home, did, it could have been bad. Did you know that stat? The, the most amazing stat I heard was that since 2017, the most top tens in golf were from Brian Harmon. That's unbelievable. From 2017. From 2017 to, to present. Brian Harmon has the most top tens on the PGA Tour. He's he's had a wild year. You just look at what he's done this year. There's a lot of missed cuts and a lot of top t- top ten, top twenties in there. It is odd. That was an unbelievable trivia question. I had no idea. The other trivia question that was going around: <clears throat> Shohei Otani leads the uh, majors in homers and triples. The last person to do so in Major League Baseball. Oh man, no idea. I did see he led in triples like yeah. a couple days ago. He took the lead. Jim Rice, 1978, Boston Red Sox. Only Willie Mays did it before that. I would have not gotten that. Show high. Mike Hi. Pritchard joins us, ladies and gentlemen. VEASAN's own to talk National Football League. You can follow him on Twitter at MI Pritchard. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing great. You know, that's the kind of analysis we appreciate here at VEASAN. After the fact, uh, Brian Harmon, <laughs> top 10s. Yeah. Top 10s. <laughs> I had no idea. Otherwise, I would have done it before yeah. the fact. Yeah, they were throwing that I out. <laughs> right. I, got a, I got a question for you before the fact. All right, Mike. Yes, sir. Here's the deal. AFC, stacked. NFC, eh, not so much. 
Niners, Eagles, not necessarily that order, Cowboys, probably the three of them are playoff teams. Would you agree with that, first of all? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, 100%. Give me the other four. Oh, well, Seattle. Um, I'm going to go with Seattle. Um, I, I think I'm going to throw in, I, I do want to throw in the Falcons because I, I have them as one of my surprise teams uh, to make the playoffs. And, you know, when you think about the Falcons and what's going on with them, uh, I, I think quarterback play uh, at this point uh, when we're looking at the Falcons and, uh, and, and if they can elevate themselves into a playoff situation, I think they're going to be improved. The Saints too, uh, they're not really a typical surprise team for me, but, uh, you know, is Derek Carr going to have a career year? He once threw for 32 touchdown passes way back when. Uh, I think Dennis Allen was involved with them at that point too. So um, if Derek Carr can throw right around 30, 32 uh, touchdown passes, then, you know, you got the Saints uh, making a run at the playoffs. Um, and then after that, it gets really dicey. You know, my other surprise team uh, because of the division, uh, Gil, uh, are the Bears. I mean, I, I think the Bears improve defensively. Uh, and if they can be consistent, taking the ball away, the topsy-turvy nature of that division to uh, the, the Detroit Lions hasn't really established themselves uh, as a consistent team. Uh, so I, I think that division is wide open. So there you go. How about that? Wow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a chance on a mulligan on this because – you just to clarify what you just said, you said the Bears basically are going to win the NFC North and two teams are going to come out of the NFC South. Well, well, I mean, you said teams that could possibly give me the other three, right? Give yeah. me the other four. That was a question. So uh, as far as prospects now, <laughs> I mean, anything and everything, like you said, can happen in the NFC. Now, a mulligan, I'm not going to say a mulligan per se, but yeah, yeah, maybe Maybe the situation with the two surprise teams on my radar being the Bears okay. and the Falcons. Okay. Uh, but I'm making a case for uh, the Saints, you know, just because of uh, Derek Carr and the chances of him having a career year again. All right. I mean, uh, th those chances are there with the playoff caliber defense. Um, I don't think the Lions, I'm not believing in the Lions and, and the fact that they can be consistent. Uh, I know Campbell's come out and, and kind of warned that uh, about this team, too. So uh, we'll see if they can back it up. Uh, you know, they, they faltered down the stretch last year, and, and all they had to do was win on the road, man. All they had to do was really show up against Carolina uh, and, and get the job done. But that didn't happen. So uh, I, I'm certainly – I have that filed away. And, and going into this year, uh, looking at teams and, and the question marks that they have, if they can answer them, then, you know, there's there's a tremendous amount of upside with the teams that I mentioned. Yeah, I guess the other way to ask that would be which teams in the NFC absolutely can possibly not, couldn't possibly make the playoffs. And maybe that list is the Cardinals and the Buccaneers and that's it. Like anyone else could possibly. I mean, the Rams, I don't I don't think the Rams, you know, I think, um, you know, you look at the NFC East. Uh, the commanders, Don't say I, I mean, I, Don't I, I say no, that's it. your team. That's your, that's your squad. That's your <laughs> squad. I get it. Uh, but it just gets tough. Right. I, you know, and again, the, I, I think the key point for me as a better and the key point uh, as a former player, uh, and I've been saying this for, for years now, what we said is that uh, there's more constants in the national football league than surprises. Right. I mean, think about the business plan uh, of the national football league, Gil. It's, is can we get more for less? And then mm -hmm. if we can't, okay, now we're overpay. 
So if we have to overpay as free agency, if we have to overpay, okay, it's picking up somebody during the year uh, that can help us and we're going to overpay that situation. Uh, but more teams were, are trying to get more for less if they can do it, right? Uh, until they can't do it. Uh, and so uh, with that notion and with that in mind, the teams that know how to do it are always the ones that are winding up in the playoffs or, or getting hot at the right time and having a chance at the playoffs. And then there's always a couple of outliers, you know, a couple of teams, maybe, maybe you can skew it every, every once in a while in terms, you can get more than two, more, more than three teams uh, that get it right. And, and they get hot and they know how to do it. I was part of one of those teams in Atlanta uh, in 1991, when we swept the 49ers and uh, we went toe to toe with the saints and we found ourselves in a wildcard situation uh, in the playoffs. So um, I, that to me, from a betting standpoint uh, resonates with me. And so that's what I take into the year each and every year. You and I were at RFK Stadium that day, Mike. You and I in the same building. Yes, you with we pads on, me with Yeah, I was there twice. Yes, yes, you <laughs> I were. I was there twice. Rippon had six <laughs> touchdown passes the first time, and then uh, oh. the seat cushion game in the playoffs, as we've talked about before, 17-7. to yeah. Washington could not shake yeah. Atlanta, which was very odd for Washington that year. And finally, when Gerald Riggs put it over to go up 24-7, the seat cushions came flying. Yeah. As a former player, let me ask you about something we were talking about earlier, which is about Brock Purdy and about Geno Smith, because we were talking NFC West earlier. And I am I was sort of saying, you know, listen, I don't know that we have a precedent for either. Geno Smith, 10 years on the bench largely, and then he comes out and just has a spectacular season. My instinct is that, though, that this is probably sustainable. I don't think it's an anomaly. Brock Purdy is so ensconced around great players, both on offense and then also his defense, obviously, is great too. But more, more importantly, his coaching, Kyle Shanahan on down is great, that I get the sense that... Yeah, it's gonna. There's gonna be some tough times, but generally, Kyle Shanahan and the players around him will be able to protect him from just being miserable. Is that your right. sense on both of those? Uh, both of those matters. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think you coach certain players differently. Um, uh, you know, if you are a standout player, standout quarterback, you know, pretty much here. Here's the keys to the car. Uh, take us to the promised land, you know, help us get to the playoffs and win Super Bowl. Uh, if you're a Brock Purdy type uh, or even a Geno Smith type, then uh, when you're coaching it and you're managing that situation, how do we help him? How do we help that player not mess it up, basically? All right, because that's what uh, typically happens with a younger player uh, is that they think they know it all. They think they know too much and all this. Okay, I got this. I'm, I'm good now. And so they start making mistakes. Um, but if you can manage that and take that out of the equation, now they can play efficient. And that's all you want. You know, you don't want Brock Purdy throwing for 40 touchdown passes, right? Uh, maybe you might want Gino to throw for 35 to 40. I mean, if that's, if that's the, uh, in the cards, but you can also lean on a running game and a sound defense too, if you're Seattle. So I think when you're complete like Seattle and San Francisco, the quarterback position, while important, isn't the most important. Right. I mean, I think Kyle Shanahan just skews it so far to his favor, to his side with his play calling and, and his ability to get into kitchen of each and every defense coordinator that he that he faces uh, that to me, that gives San Francisco a chance each and every Sunday. Pritch, we only have 45 seconds left, but I just want to get clarification on this. When I asked you earlier this summer, what, what's the team you think might come down a notch? I don't know how I phrased yeah. it. Maybe a little overvalued. You said the Buffalo Bills to the point where you don't right. you don't think they're going to win the division, or you still think they'll leak out the division. 
Well, I, if they make the playoffs, it'd be wild card. I, I think that division uh, could be up for grabs, to be honest wow. with you. I, I think, uh, yeah, Buffalo, um, to me, is is more the same. Uh, we saw Kansas City evolve, right? They had to. Kansas City evolved. I mean, the Raiders were almost beating Kansas City a, a few times or throughout the course of, of several years. And, you know, Kansas City turns into Kansas City. But in order for Kansas City to beat Cincinnati and get to a Super Bowl, they need to evolve. Uh, and I think Buffalo has not evolved. They're more of the same. And I don't see them beating the top teams uh, in the league this year. Right. Uh, in particular, you know, once they once they do make a run, if they do make the playoffs. But I think they're a wild card team. Pritchard, we got to talk Colorado football next time you're on, okay? Because I know you're, you're probably Let's beyond excited. Yes, sir. We'll, Absolutely. Let's do it. We'll do it. Mike Pritchard at MI Pritchard on Twitter. VEASAN Zone. Thank you, Mike, as always. Going to talk a whole Thank bunch you. of college and pro with Mike as the season begins the ramp up is here cannot wait we'll come back major league baseball trade deadline where will players end up next what's up i'm john wall and i'm cj toledano and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called point game we're now joined by three-time nba six man of the year elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. We all know about the speed of sound, but have you ever thought about the sounds of speeding? Drive too fast, you can hear the sound of your vehicle crashing because one way or another, speeding catches up with you. Paid for by NHTSA. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. It is a numbers game at VSEN, the sports betting network. Uh, I got trade. Uh, I got trade deadline fever, Kelly. Can't lie to you. Let's got go. trade line of fever. We're showing going. Wasn't that a Spike Lee movie? Trade deadline fever? No. Um. <laughs> Yeah. So, by the way, we're, we're not we're gonna get into the markets here for Shohei, for Marcus Stroman, for Lucas Giolito, for Blake Snell, their next teams, because you can bet on this. But first, before we do any of that, a little rumor. Do you like a little rumor about somebody else there? Some hot goss. Some hot goss. Lance Lynn. This is according to uh, MLB Deadline News. The Rays and the White Sox engaged in serious trade talks centering around Lance Lynn. That's per uh, Brian Nightingale. 
Bob, Bob Nightingale, pardon me, from USA Today. Bob Nightingale, their sports, uh, their, their Major League Baseball columnist, also works at Odyssey. Uh, so that, according to Bob Nightingale, we'll see. I mean, Tampa Bay is definitely a team that absolutely needs pitching. By the way, you talked about, what was it you were saying off area? Like, one of the things that people don't talk about, because we're talking about quarterback and Patrick Mahomes, you're like, how thin their wide receiving core keeps getting more and yes. more. And he just is still spectacular. I feel like it's something we talked about a lot more last year, than, but then, then I'm hearing people talk about this summer, where it's just that, like, especially Kadarius Tony now hurt. Like, that wide receiving core, like, there's nothing there. And we just... We just like assume now that Patrick Mahomes is going to be amazing no matter what's around him. Because that's what he's done every year. Every year he's been amazing. I got one for you what people don't talk enough like about. The, the difference between weapons on the, on the Chiefs and Bengals. Oh. It's not even comparable. It's not even close. Not even close. And it doesn't matter. They get this they jump off his right foot, his left foot, right. sidearm. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He's amazing. You know, by the way, this is supposed to circle back to baseball. Yeah, I was just saying, there was no point to me no, saying all that besides but, Patrick Mahomes. Is one amazing. last thing about Mahomes, because I'm still, uh, I, we literally watched all of those episodes, eight of them, back to back to back to back to back to back to back. I think I had eight there. Wow. Um, there was a, I wish, you know, something you see on the internet and then you can't find it again and you wish you could. And maybe there's somebody out there who knows what I'm talking about. There was a kid, he was just a student at Texas Tech random kid, doesn't play in football, just a guy who attended Texas Tech at the same time that Mahomes did. And he wrote this unbelievable blog piece at the time, I think prior to that NFL draft, which the Chiefs obviously traded up to get Patrick Mahomes. But he was basically saying, he goes, look, I've watched every snap that this kid has ever taken at this school. He is special beyond belief. Here's what he does on every play. He figures his way out of jams. He like he went through this exhaustive sort of thing. I wish I could find that because that guy was more right about that than anything in the world. And I think when all is said and done, while obviously Tom Brady is the GOAT, he's won the most Super Bowls, Joe Montana, pick your quarterback of, of your life that you think is the greatest. None of these guys do what Mahomes does. None of them. It's not even close to what he does out there. I mean, yeah, so, I mean, at least physical ability-wise, ability like, there's wise. no yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no even comparison. I mean, Brady's agility in the pocket is one thing, but come on. Um, anyway, getting back to things that we don't make enough of. You know what we don't make enough of? The Tampa Bay Rays were 30-9. and nine. You know what they are since then? 32-33. and 33. Well, that sounds pretty, pretty average. So Lance Lynn, <laughs> and they need pitching. And Lance Lynn, at, at least according to Bob Nightingale, he's been wrong before, it should be pointed out as many of us have been, uh, Lance Lynn could be the guy to go to the Rays because the Rays obviously looking to buy at the uh, at the deadline because they lost Jeffrey Springs and Drew Rasmussen for the entire season from their pitching staff. Jeffrey Springs looked like he could have been a Cy Young candidate, so they're looking for reinforcements. Obviously, the season has not gone well since that start. What about these markets where you can actually bet on where these players will end up. Let's start with Shohei because we're contractually obligated to start with Shohei Otani. I have maintained the whole time. He will not get traded. The Angels are three and a half out of a wild card, uh, wild card position in the American League. They are six and a half out of the American League West lead. Keep in mind, Houston has taken the first two in a three-game set with the Rangers. The Astros just a game behind the Rangers now, so we could be uh, seeing a change of seat at the top of the AL West. But the Angels, six and a half behind that lead, three and a half behind the wild card. Minus 250, Shohei to stay with the Angels. That's the only bet I would make, dude. I'm not. I, listen, this is a DraftKings jurisdiction. We are not one. Not, not that we could bet at DraftKings anyway. 
Would I bet this if it was available to me? I probably wouldn't at minus 250, but it's the only bet. So market just watch on this. This opened at, I believe, at this number. I think it was 250. It got bet up to minus 300 and has slowly come back down here over the past couple of days. Yeah. Yesterday we looked at it was minus 265, minus 250 today. I just want to make I don't the, know if that tells you anything, but I'm just telling you. It does not to me. It, I'll just make the point again because some people didn't tune in earlier on another day and they're just tuning in now. What do you mean the Angels are going to lose him for a song if if they let him go via free agency in the offseason? I get all that. Um, as we'll get to Blake Snell later, I'll have the same sort of talk about this. I talked about this yesterday when I was related to a different story, but when the Giants had the decision with Madison Bumgarner, who won three World Series with the Giants and famously came back on two days rest in 2014 against the Kansas City Royals to pitch five innings in the seventh game of the World Series and went straight, basically could run straight to the Hall of Fame from there. Sadly, his career uh, finished ignominious, uh, ignominiously since then. I believe that's the correct way to say that. Um, but there are reasons that the trade deadline. So the Giants, I, I made the case at the time, you can't trade him, even though it's the right thing to do for the franchise. You can't do that to the fan base, the civic treasure. With the with the Angels, you can't be this close to a playoff spot and trade Shohei. And I know you're going to lose him for a song in free agency if you do this coming offseason, but Artie Moreno cannot do that to his fan base if you're this close. Otherwise, what are we doing? So Angels minus 250, they're too close. They won't trade him uh, this offseason. Totally different story. Right. Totally different story. I, I'm, I'm with you, too. I'd, I'd rather be remembered as the guy who lost Shohei in free agency yeah. than the guy who traded away Shohei Otani. It really is a otherwise what are we doing here kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Marcus Stroman, though. The Cubs, well, I mean, look, this is, this is the thing. It's July 26th. The trade deadline is August 1st. Could the Cubs in these last handful of days, play good baseball, get above 500? I mean, they're only five games out of the wild card themselves in the NL. But as Borchard said yesterday, Mark Borchard, sometimes you don't know what these owners are thinking, and the Cubs still appear to be sellers. And Stroman would absolutely be the most likely guy. Where would he go? I mean, who covets an arm? Giants could use one. Rays could use one. Diamondbacks could use one. Diamondbacks could definitely use one. Um, where would he go? The Astros are the short shot, plus 380. Staying with the Cubs is plus 425. Look at that. The Rangers plus 550, and the Dodgers, who are always in every mix, at 7-1. to one. And then there's the Rays at plus 750. If you don't believe the Lance Lynn rumors, there, there are the Rays. But Blue Jays, Yankees, and Orioles. By the way, what are the Yankees going to do in all of this? The Orioles, it, it, can be, it can be argued with the Orioles that the Orioles are so good. Best record in the American League. Only the Braves have a, be- have a better record in baseball. The Orioles... If I'm the Orioles, and by the way, as much as I love the Giants, the Orioles were the team I grew up on. I'm all about the black and orange. The Orioles, I think, should just stand pat. Don't trade any one of your top prospects, at least not your top 10 prospects. Their their farm system is loaded. If you can trade like a back top 20 prospect for one of these pitchers, I don't know if it's Stroman or Giolito, somebody like that, then you make the trade. But otherwise, if I'm the Orioles, I don't do anything. See, they're one of those few teams you guys were talking about that I'd I'd throw everything at the Angels and see what they do. Oh, I think they've been in contact. Okay. But I think the Angels are just like, nah, we're yeah, good. Yeah. 
Oh, I'm sure. In that case, yes. Could you imagine? Like I don't oh. care. I don't care. Like that's because at least they're in. They're not. They're more than in the playoff mix, right? So you theoretically add him for half a season if he walks, whatever. Maybe you f- actually did something. But point I've brought up with them the past few times we've talked about it is just how many times the Orioles find themselves in this position in the AL East. You know, on July 26th. Not since they were the great teams of the 70s and 80s. I mean, and there were some 90s teams packed with great free agents, but very rarely since. Yeah, there have been hiccups, but very, or moments, I should say. The, the, Stroman, the Stroman market is interesting. And these are awesome at, at DraftKings just because that, I mean, this one's basically saying, hey, he's going to get traded. This is wide open. Circle this one for any info that you could see. If you Absolutely. Could the information. And I was prepared to come on here and say the raise at plus 750 was going to be my value, but now we just got the Lance Lynn story, so it kind of right, torpedoes yeah. that. Uh, by the way, we have Lucas Giolito also Similarly, like with Marcus Stroman, I mean, the White Sox are absolutely going to sell here. And Lucas Giolito is a coveted arm. The Dodgers, the short shot here at plus 150, followed by the Astros, Rangers, Orioles, the usual suspects, all looking for help, all in buying mode, certainly. And then there's the Blake Snell one. And I go back to my Shohei argument with Blake Snell, which is I'd only bet the Padres. Padres are minus 200. I think that's appropriate because, again, Yes, from a baseball, from a mechanical baseball standpoint, the Giants should have traded Madison Bumgarner, the Angels should trade Shohei Otani, and the Padres should trade Blake Snell and Josh Hader. But you can't. You were all in. And just like Will said, you can't go to the owner and be like, yeah, there's 60 games left. You are only a stone's throw out of this. I, I think, I think if anything, you're adding if you're the Padres. You're six games out of a wild card. If you're that good, you've got plenty of runway. So Blake Snell to the Padres minus 200. If you're willing to lay the juice, I think that's the bet as well. Shohei stays. Blake Snell stays. I know it's not sexy, but that's how I would go. We'll come back. Jason Weingarten from Under a Cloud of Smoke. Maybe he disagrees. That's next. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VSIN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event, date, and more. Check the top VSIN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI, and see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. For VSIN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24 7 video access. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. This is the final week to sign up now for only $19 at VSIN.com. Slash subscribe. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, we get tweets at beating the book. Uh, Stephen Vegas, is there a VEASAN personality death bet going on? The South Point turns the studio into a dangerous sweatshop. Will Hill looks like he's stalling the fire department for breaking into his smoke-filled room till the end of his segment. And Valika trying to dodge chlamydia. <laughs> okay. okay. The best, absolute best listeners ever. Uh, Joe Nigro, any bachelor party ideas as my uh, koala party is now out? Perhaps a special sushi place if you know one, or maybe an appearance by a coach who's never had a losing season, but I don't think there is one. Hmm, maybe. Primetime, Cowboys underscore Cubs one. If that is his real name, Kelly Bidlin, if he's so much more than a producer, could you please list his, but wait, there's more credentials in the same way you do the state disclaimers after sportsbook ad reads. Kelly, I believe you chimed into this. What did you say? Supporter of the koala safe sex movement. There you go. Need I say more? And finally, DGen Southern Gent, haven't been able to listen as much as I'd like lately, Gil, so forgive me if you've mentioned this, but I read a stat about the Dan Snyder tenure I thought would give you a chuckle during his ownership. The team had more federal investigations, three, than pro bowlers, two. Well, no, they had more than two pro bowlers. Maybe it was one particular year, but yeah. Yeah. Your point remains. 
Let's just put it that way. It's too many. Oh, my God. In fact, it's three too many. The fact that that nightmare is over, you have no idea how unbelievable this is. It was supposed to be a life sentence. Oh, we talked about it, too. I, I feel like I have. You know, if you're, I don't know if you know this, Kelly, but when you've been sentenced for like 20 years and you come out and you see the sun for the first time, you got to put your sunglasses on. That's how I feel right now. <laughs> you're Daniel Snyder. Yeah. What's the, uh, what's the new owner's name again? Josh Harris. Josh Harris. I can't remember it was Kevin Harris, Curtis Harris, Josh Harris. Did you catch like him calling into the calling into one of the local radio no, stations? No, I did not. Uh-uh. It was figuring out that they were doing remotes that night and like bought beers for like every fan out there. Like we talked about this before. What a what an amazing situation to walk into oh, as a new owner. Like dude. you, it's almost like you can't lose. You can't. Uh, what did I say when I first talked about it three months ago? His greatest feat currently is that he is not Dan exactly. Snyder. Yeah, it's great. It's a great, like, you the, cannot lose. The reaction of him buying rounds uh, of beers was like, this guy's the greatest guy ever. Greatest. Jason Weingartner is one of the, uh, Weingarten rather, is one of the greatest guys ever as well. He comes to us from under a cloud of smoke in Southern Cali. You can find him on Twitter at Spreadopedia in front of his really well-stocked bookcase. How you doing, Jason? Pretty good. My bookcase is a mess right now. Gotta, Ooh. gotta work on that. It's uh have you read it? Get the librarian out here to resort everything. <laughs> the librarian, you have any, you call in the librarian to do that for you? Do a decimal system? Oh, literally, just... <laughs> literally, I, I call, call in a professional librarian to uh, do a decimal system. Way, everything. The Dewey decimal system. Can we just reflect on this for a moment? Was that the stupidest organizing system there ever? Like, what were people thinking with that thing? What was the what was the theory? I don't even remember what it is. It was like three one point four seven eight three point four six one. Go find the book. Yeah, I remember that. I don't know what that means. That's I what I mean. I have no idea what that means. Anyway, from Koalas to Dewey Dessel, we've done all we can do. Jason, do you agree with me that Shohei will not be traded, and for that matter, Blake Snell will not be traded? I mean, it's it's looking less likely with every win, but that doesn't change the reality of the situation that he's still likely to walk at the end of the season. You're still not likely to make the playoffs. And if you do, you're going to be a wild card team. And, you know, I stand by my, my belief that this angels team isn't good enough to consistently beat good teams, you know, beating, beating the tigers on the road in a game where you gave up four runs in the ninth inning and had to win an extra inning is, is nice. But you know, how many times have we said in the last two or three weeks that the angels, you know, had to win this game and it basically saved their season. This is the second <laughs> or third really, time yeah, in really the past true. couple of weeks that I can, I can recall the angels saying, Oh, this, this win saved their season. And it just reminds me of, you know, the old Dr. Bob thing. Like, well, if you must win all these games, you must not be really good. Mm-hmm. So you know, the, the reality of the situation still, especially if you're the general manager whose job is tied to the performance of this team long-term, you'd rather get something for Otani than have him walk for, for nothing at the end of the season. So I don't think he's going to get traded, but, but it's still, you know, the, the right move is trading him. No, I agree with all that. It is, it is the technically right move, but it, it ain't going to happen for reasons that I've discussed uh, ad nauseum here today. Um, let me ask you this. Well, first of all, what did you bet in baseball today? Bet the Orioles plus one hundred. That's uh, my favorite bet. Other other bet I like is the Cubs. I think I got one hundred seven on the Cubs. That that's a pitching matchup of two pitchers who likely will be traded. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, other than that, I, I don't love the the card today. That's uh, it's kind of a light card for me. What is your favorite current season long bet that remains? Is there one division award something like that? 
Gunnar Henderson. I'm uh, pretty excited about him. You know, you're, you're gone for like a week or so, and it's like baseball. It, it doesn't change, and, and it, then it does change really quickly. Um, it's kind of like I felt like a lot of these awards markets, there wasn't a lot going on, and then a lot of things quickly changed. Spencer Strider dropped dropped from like ten to one to three to one, and in a start or two, even with a you know three plus uh, a three and a half plus ERA. Uh, Gunnar Henderson kind of jumped back into the rookie of the year conversation after a bad start to his season. He's really been an elite rookie for the last, you know, 10 weeks or so. So I've kind of refocused on the, uh, the American league rookie of the year, but you know, some of the, some of the races, it's actually really interesting that the AL MVP before the season, remember I was saying, I don't want to bet Otani cause he's like two to one and there's no value. Mm -hmm. I bet some, some Kyle Tucker at 40 to one, 35 to one. He's now the second favorite at, at like 18 to one or 20 to one in the event that Otani does get traded. I'm, I'm actually pretty excited about some of the other AL MVP futures. I hold um, I'm, I'm pro Otani getting traded this year um, based on financial reasons. Yes. Yeah. From my own financial position, you know, I'd, I'd be interested in seeing him traded. Although I still believe if he gets traded at this point, he wins the American league MVP. Well, that was, that was the obvious. Yeah. That was the obvious question. If he were, let's just play that out. If he were to get traded to a national league team, has he done enough no matter what? And you're saying yes. Cause I would lean. What else could he he have possibly done? He couldn't have done done anything else. Literally we're talking about historic all time. No, I agree. Yeah. I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't think, being traded changes his status as most valuable. I don't, but that's me and you agreeing while we're talking. The other, the other question is what would the voters do? And my hunch is that the voters wouldn't think he's done enough that they would be like, well, he hasn't played in two months. We'll vote for somebody else. You know, I'm, I'm fine with that. That's what I'm saying is yeah. that I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, yeah. I'm not even arguing that that would be egregious. I think not winning the MVP last year is still more egregious than let me potentially uh, not winning it this year. Let me ask you this. This actually comes from Michael Montesano, who won uh, the Booby Prize at Circa the first year of uh, that the Booby Prize was available in their contest in millions. He said, uh, "Do you think Bautista, Felix Bautista, has a shot for AL Cy Young? He's down to fifty to Great one. Great question. Great question. So I had to actually look it up uh, this this week because I wanted to bet it myself. He's like a hundred to one, and." It kind of reminds me of the arguments we have about the NFL MVP, where like if a non-quarterback can't win this award, shouldn't we kind of rename it like the quarterback only award? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think a relief pitcher is seriously going to contend for the Cy Young anytime you know now or in the the near future. I did look at Batista's numbers, and they are incredibly elite. Like I think you can make an argument for including him on in the top three on your ballot. I have a hard time voting him first place at the moment, especially when you look at his numbers and you compare him to like Eric Gagne or somebody who won the Cy Young. Like they're still not at that level. They're they're very good. They're very elite. Um, but I think at best right now you're looking at a third, fourth, fourth place finish on the ballot. I'm with you. I don't think I, I think it's something we talk about to fill time. I just don't think it's realistic that he wins. I just don't. Um, I mean, like you want to throw a hundred bucks on it at a hundred to one, sure. you know, well. don't, don't, don't let me stop you, but it's, it's, it's a nice thought to think about in the numbers that they're really good, but it's just, you know, we're not giving the Cy Young to relievers in this day and age where we, we know so much about pitching analytics. Who are the six teams that end up in the postseason in the national league? 
obviously the Dodgers and the Braves are going to be two of them. Um, I'd say the Brewers probably still have the inside track on that division. So we're left with the wild card teams. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I can tell you, I don't think the Marlins are going to make the, the wild card They're They're kind of fallen out. They've, they've actually only won one game since the all-star break mm-hmm. and outside of this Detroit series coming up, they get like the Phillies, the Rangers, the Reds, the Yankees, the Astros, the Dodgers. You know, it's not until the end of August almost that they play Washington, um, the Nationals, that they have a, a t- you know, a, a series against a, a non-competing contending team. I think, I think this team is out of the playoffs. Okay, Jason, we'll talk uh, again later this week, my man. I'll talk. Today. I got an article coming out later today, so that should be fun. It's gonna look at a whole bunch of different stuff. Like, real quick. Uh, all sorts of stuff. Just all sorts of stuff. (laughs) All sorts of stuff. Jason Weingarten at Spreadopedia. We'll come back. 3M opening golf next. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20. MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and Nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer all promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one 800 Gambler. We get tweets at beating the book. Just a couple I want to get to here. Roberto Moreno. You know who that is, uh, Kelly? Yeah, I've heard of him. Roberto Moreno. 
He says the Dewey Decimal System, system for organizing the contents of a library based on the division of all knowledge into 10 groups, with each group assigned 100 numbers. He says we're going to start sorting our show graphics that way <laughs> on a number scale. Wait a minute. It wasn't that simple. It was it, okay, okay. I already I had to go look it up again. Yeah. So it's it's yes, it is basically stacks of 100 for different subjects and then within those 100 there's sets of like 10 with more detailed subjects. So for example, the 100s are philosophy, okay? So if you go to 150, that's psychology, which falls within philosophy. And then from then on, you number whatever the heck you want to put the books in order. That sounds like a load of you-know-what. Because that's not how it appeared to me when I was a teenager all, all in I a know school is, library. Looking back at this, I think, thank God for these now. Thank God for these. <laughs> that's right. Yikes. We are in the future. Uh, last one, Mike Alvarez, who yesterday famously tweeted, Gil, you don't look so good. <laughs> I believe I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> By the way, one hour sleep last night, two today, two <laughs> hey, hours You're on later. a roll. <laughs> he says NCAA football week is next week. Yes, it is. Uh, by the way, not only will we talk college football with Pritch, we'll talk college football with Futac. Yeah. It's college football week. Our guide is coming out. And tomorrow, Teddy Atlas unboxing, it appears, with Crackman. Oh. Spence and Crawford. Uh, Mike Alvarez, NCAA football week is next week. Do we have a day of the week in time slot for NCAA guessing lines with Kelly Bidlin yet? I need to block out my Outlook, <laughs> my Outlook calendar accordingly. Outlook slash teams calendar accordingly. Yeah, Mike, I think that's not the goal of next week for the network. I might irritate some bosses. We'll, uh, we'll push that back a bit. My, my idea was guessing win totals. <laughs> Colorado, 13. <laughs> they got Dion now. Come on. What are the excuses? <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Kelly Millen guessing college football season win totals. All right. Golf heads into the post-majors time of year. There are still events. FedEx Cup to be determined. Uh, obviously, Ryder Cup, things like that. But uh, the 3M Open is this week, and Kelly has some thoughts, as he always does. What That's you right. Got, yeah, out of the Open, back to the U.S. for the PGA Tour in beautiful Blaine, Minnesota. TPC Twin Cities. That's yes. where we're going uh, for the 3M Open. You're going to see a more – you know what you're going to see from here on out, Gil? One of the good changes in golf is they did cut down the field of who makes it into the playoffs at the end of the year, mm -hmm. which forces guys to play in some of these remaining tournaments before we get into the playoffs. So that's why you're seeing Justin Thomas play in this event for the first time this week. Uh, he has been struggling mightily this year. Yeah, he um, has. Yeah, it's been really bad. So top of the odds board right now, and this has been shifting a bunch past couple days, uh, Matsuyama Cameron Young, 16-1 to 1 at DraftKings. Finau Sungjae M, 18-1. to 1. How about, man, this keeps, this keep, he keeps dropping. So, uh, Sungjae, 18. Sepp Straka, 22-1. Ludwig Aberg, 25-1. Emiliano Grillo, 28-1. And then Justin Thomas wow. at 30 to 1. That wow. has been JT's season so far. This is not quite in Fowler dropping range when he fell, but we're getting there. Yeah, you know what was wild? Like, I, I wish you were here for the open because there was a couple, there's a couple of these stories this year in golf, right? Like Jason Day and Ricky Fowler and their comebacks, their comebacks. Jason Day had that amazing beginning of the season mm -hmm. and then kind of fell off. Uh, you know, his game kind of went out of whack for about a month and a half. He was opening numbers on him for the open, like 150 to one. 
And I'm like, he was in it at the very end. He's in it. So it was wild. But yeah, this week, uh, as far as what I'm riding with this week, is it, this actually is a good tournament. I like I like this one, Gil, because you get just give me something that's a little bit different than normal on tour. I don't care what it is. And it might it might be slight, but that's what this is. This is a tournament that the course, TPC Twin Cities, looks very much like a Florida golf course. There is water everywhere. It's inside a gated housing community. It just feels like you're at any South Florida golf course ever. <laughs> that's right. So yeah, you're gonna have you're going to have uh, uh water come into play in on a majority of holes here. Um 13 holes, water comes into play. You got 72 bunkers. 10th longest golf course on the PGA Tour. So you got to be long off the tee, but you got to be accurate. There's a lot of water off the tee, too. So there's, there are actually some similarities as far as statistically of what I looked at to what I looked what I looked at a week ago because we knew how important the accuracy was going to be there. Um, this is what you're going to see here is a lot of birdies and a lot of bogeys. This last year was the fourth most penalty strokes off of the tee because of guys going in the water so much. So something you really got to look out for is what, as far as what I ended up on this week, uh, small outright card for me this week. I'm going with Hideki Matsuyama. I think we're a little mispriced in this market right now. Hideki's been playing a lot better recently when you're talking about accuracy, off the tee and on approach doesn't get much better in the world right now. The this way deck he's been doing. First time you've ever had Matsuyama at the top of your board in any golf tournament ever. Feels like it. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. I've been betting him. I, I, I did bet him for the Open last week. Like I've been betting him more recently because I feel like he's been flying under the radar here. But you really look at what he's doing statistically right now. It, it's really, really good. And he, I think his game is shaping up really well for this course. And com- we compare it to those guys, the other guys at the top of the board. There's a lot of question marks about a lot of those guys. Sungjae, he's arguably had his worst season since he first got on tour, except for the past few weeks he's starting to look a little better. Cameron Young, same thing. He had a horrible kind of start to the year. Past couple weeks have looked a little better. But are you really going to buy into that? Meanwhile, Decky's kind of been putting together this strong mm-hmm. stretch yep. of going back about a month and a half. So I think... When you can get him at 18 to 1, shop around, but 18 to 1, and then you're talking about Ludwig Aberg, a rookie on tour, is 25 to 1. I think there's some value there in Decky at 18. Um, so I bet him, I bet Aaron Rye, who is top five in every model I ran. Kind of uh, was kind of expecting that he's he's been playing some pretty good golf here recently, really accurate uh, off the tee and then on approach. His re- he did miss the cut at the Scottish Open, but T nine at the Rocket Mortgage Classic, T twenty four at the Travelers, T three at the Canadian Open. Um, so going with him outright in top twenty markets and in a matchup over Sahith Thagala. Eric Cole was the other guy. I just thought the outright price was worth a play. Uh, he hasn't he hasn't been as accurate off the tee recently, which does give me a little pause on making any other bets. But as far as outright of who can win this tournament, I thought that number was a little off. Um, and then some other top 20s. I did go top 20 on Grio uh, and uh, Grio here, Hideki, Aaron Ride, Doug Gim, and Lucas Glover. Grio, I just, I like at this event, but that outright number, too, too short for him. Um, Glover, I didn't go outright, but went top 20 on him. He's been playing really well recently. And then matchups for me, Hideki over Sung JM, just a mispriced matchup in my opinion. And Doug Gim over Adam Svensson, pretty high on Gim this week. Svensson, not as high on. So 
that's uh, everything I got for the 3M Open. All right. And those who bet uh, Albert uh, Ramos Vignolas with me yesterday, he is up a break in set number two. So hopefully he can even things up and take this in set number three. We shall see. You said you had a video for us well, on the way up? I got a couple videos for you. Did you see uh, Messi? The, the, the Messi Miami. Wait, can't, can't believe we didn't even mention it. I know. The mayhem. He scores two goals and has an assist last night. And you know what? I'm from, I, I spent a lot of beautiful time in South Florida. So as, I'm allowed to say have this. I. As but, have I. As Miami fans do, 72nd minute when he's pulled out of the game. <laughs> see you later. Gotta beat the traffic. That stadium really isn't a tough part of Miami. I don't blame anybody there. For where, where, it, early. where is this? Where is the stadium? Where's, which stadium it's, is it? It's right down like hardest, like near the heart of South Beach, I think. Wait, what stadium is this? Uh, it's it's the soccer state, this DRVPNK stadium. So this is where, is this, you remember, because, again, I went through this whole dissertation because I spent a lot of time down in South Florida, oh, too. No, I'm wrong. This is, this is up in Fort Lauderdale. It's off a commercial. There is one man by the name of Bruce Matheson who prevents Miami from having all of these great venues, right? The tennis tournament is no longer in Key Biscayne because of him. Yep. His family generations ago made some great deal with the city of, with Dade County or with, with Miami and said, we get a say, even though we're selling you all this land back because they were super wealthy, we get a say in how you use it. So they don't let the tennis tournament be in Kibis game. They wouldn't let Beckham build the soccer tournament. That's what one? it was. So it ended up in Fort Lauderdale yeah. because of that. All right, I got one more one for more. you. What's Nicole Jokic up to these days? You his, tell me. His horse is just winning. He's just winning in money. We're celebrating over at Serbia. <laughs> go, Jokic, go. I can't think it's so Listen amazing. to the music. I know. Not playing in the World Cup. Celebrate horse racing. Am I hearing a bagpipe in there? What am I hearing? I, there's a lot. I don't know. Wow. Nikola Jokic, enjoy every minute of it. NBA champion. Robbed him of a three-time MVP, though, didn't they? Lombardi line is next. Enjoy for Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.